Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the latest installment of the D-Block Podcast, where I'm your host today. This is part two of the Saints 2022 draft. Um, the other day, I did go over my predictions on who the players that we're going to pick, but I can tell you this right now. I only got one out of possibly seven and wound up with five picks because we did trade some picks to the commanders. So what I want to go over is our, um, the grade, my personal assessment, the overall grade, and also some stats to kind of build up on the momentum of what we need going forward to this season here. So guys, sit back, relax. Um, go take your break, go take your smoke break, a piss break, a water break, or any type of break you want because it's going to be a jam-packed episode. So let's take a quick break and I'll be right back. Guys, welcome back. Um, we're going to talk about our draft picks. I want to start with the first two in the first round. Basically, with our first round pick, the very first pick that we did get, if I don't know if you guys listened to um, part one of this podcast, where I told you guys that we were going to get a certain wide receiver at number 16. But we got that wide receiver at number 11 because we traded our picks to the Washington Commanders, as I said in the introduction, for our 16th, our 98th, and our 120th pick. That first-round pick wound up being Chris Olave from Ohio State. He is a wide receiver. This guy, I did get this pick right, regardless of where I had him going. But I knew that this guy was going to get picked for the Saints. And not only this pick is so instrumental and so important, this pick will give us much needed depth and strength in our, with our wide receiver core. Now you're looking at Michael Thomas. at, at um, He's a WR1. Chris Olave, Callaway, Traquan Smith, LJ Humphrey, and Deontay Hardy. He's a special teams ace. So, this guy, he is the best route runner and the most pro-ready wide out in this year's class. He has the ability to find spots and coverage that should make him a reliable target for Jameis immediately. Immediately. This is something that we desperately need. I don't know if you guys follow me on um, a lot of Facebook sports groups I'm in. I've bitched, I've complained, I've cried, I've moaned, I've groaned that we need another wide receiver because our offense was ranked number 32, was 32nd. And passing offense with 3,186 yards, that's even worse than the sorry-ass Houston Texans. That's even far worse than Jacksonville. I, I just couldn't believe it. When I when I looked up the stats, I was like, damn, I didn't know it's that bad. But we was 27th in first downs for 307 yards. The rushing attack, that kind that gives them a break because we were ranked 15th in that with 1991 yards. That's going to give Alvin, that's going to give Ingram and Tony Smith a much needed relax because now We've get we've given Jameis weapons. Now it's up to him to produce. It's up to him to prove all these clown ass people wrong who've hated on them. Even the ones that still sell these crab legs and all this dumb shit. So with this wide receiver court, this is exactly what the Saints need. Unfortunately, guys, for those who wanted Jarvis Landry, we don't necessarily need him. I mean, we can always get rid, we can always trade um Callaway, we can get rid of Traquan garbage ass. 
But somehow, somewhere, you got to keep L.J. Humphrey just for depth purposes. But I love this move. And, yeah, we could have gotten Jameson Williams. We could have gotten um, Trelon Burks. But I know why the Saints did this, but I really feel like with those, those draft picks, I wouldn't. Have, I didn't want to give up all those draft picks. They could have took, but uh, taking that the hundred and twentieth pick, yeah, that was kind of that was just kind of too far. But I get it. This is the wide receiver they wanted. They was afraid that he was going to be gone. Someone was going to take him. So, I mean, it is what it is. I didn't. I wasn't feeling it, but now I get it. But on to our second pick, Trevor Penning. This guy is our Teron Armstead replacement. He is an uber-athletic tackle coming from a small school. He's going to replace um, Armstead, who started only 93 games over the past nine years because of injuries and stuff of that nature. Um, he Armstead, he didn't sign with the Dolphins. But this pinning guy, this guy's nasty. This guy's a thumper. This guy's about that, he's about that life. And this is the perfect, I repeat, the perfect pick for him to, um, for, for us as a replacement. That was that was something that we had to address. Now, um, we're going to go talk about our third pick, Alante Taylor. I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't impressed by the pick, but he gives us much-needed depth. Like, our depth is stupid. It is fucking ridiculous. But by him... um. Being a, by him being a cornerback, it also takes off some heat off of our new, uh, far as our new, I'm, I'm sorry, far as him being a cornerback, give us much depth at that position. And um, even though he was ranked to be a fourth round grade, but we jumped the gun to pick them too early. But after that pick, then you got DeMarco and, and Jordan Jackson. Two guys that, again, that be their purposes or special teams. So either way it goes, we're going to be set, and it's going to be fucking amazing. So with that being said, I give the Saints a B for as, um, far as the draft pick goes. With Pennant and Olave, that's that's automatic A. But you go to Taylor, where you could have you could address some other needs, but... That defense is just stockpile. You stockpile the defense. You, you got insane depth. I love the picks, but I'm not excited about it. And the special teams picking up, it, it just solidifies, it fortifies our special teams because of these of the Jackson kids. Um my personal assessment, the wide receiver is finally addressed. We we haven't had a a, a a stout number two wide receiver since Emmanuel Sanders left. And I don't know why the Saints didn't replace him, but I can tell you one problem that we're going to have. We still, in my opinion, did not address the tight end situation. Nick Vanette, again, is a blocking tight end. He's not an offensive tight end. He's not, um, he's not Darren Waller. Uh, anything, uh, anybody like that. Adam Troutman, the guy sucks. He can't block. He can block, but he can't catch worth the shit. Jawan Johnson, I want to see more of this kid because I really feel like he could bring it on. He could bring. He could be our proverbial secret weapon. But um, I just feel like just this draft 
in 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 total it was it was great it was man it was everything this was the best draft i've seen the saints have in a few years now with the um but the schedule coming out next week i can't tell y'all oh we're going to be this or we're going to do it. but i tell you this it comes down to us and Tampa Bay for the NFC South Atlanta, they're not ready. They made some. They had a. They had a good little draft. I'm not even gonna hate on them, sorry ass people, but they had a good draft. Carolina had a decent one as well, but it comes down to us in Tampa Bay. It comes down to Jameis Winston handling his business, in which he will be the 2022 comeback player of the year, and Michael Thomas will fight for that too. No more slant boy. Callaway will open up the field. He showed you what he could do. Alavi will be that threat. Alavi will be Slap Boy 2.0. He will be that threat that will give Jameis some time to relax. It ain't going to be no turnovers or whatnot. Jameis Winston, as far as the wide receiver group that he has, is comparable to what he had in Tampa Bay with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. This group here, I'm not saying the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. We're going to be the top team in the NFC. We're going to, we're going, it's going to be a dog fight for the NFC South. It's going to be out of us at Tampa Bay. And I think, honestly, we could beat Tampa Bay's ass. Because Tom Brady has a 4-5 and five record against the Saints all the time. And he knows that. The last time we played them in Tampa Bay, we, pushed the, we pissed the shutout. Nine love. You know what I'm saying? And same thing is the same thing can happen this season because we've gotten better. I don't know if the media want to give us props or you know all these other people say, "Oh, this James Winston is crappy. He's gonna throw all the intercepts. He wasn't throwing the intercepts. He wasn't being a turnover machine prior to him getting injured, was he?" Nobody can't say that. But then for all my Saints fans who um who still butthurt about Taysom Hill being a tight end or not um, winning the winning the starting job. He had that opportunity. He fucked it up. I don't care about Taysom Hill's record, but he's not the most accurate. If he stands in the pocket like the Statue of Liberty trying to decide, oh, should I throw the ball? Oh, should I run the ball? Oh, should I? what I should do with the ball? That's a fucking problem within itself. Trevor Simeon. I would say that Trevor Simeon is going to the Bears now. And we replaced him with Andy Dalton. Trevor Simeon was not as bad as people thought he was. He just couldn't get, he just waited, in my opinion, two quarters too late to start to start getting rolling. He started off slow. I know I'm like that sometimes when I'm delivering packages at UPS. But nevertheless, um, I just want to wrap this up by saying that, man, we had a great draft. We addressed every we addressed all of our we basically we addressed our needs and we added depth with that. So guys, I'm gonna shut it down from here, man. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, this episode. I know it was short, it was brief. Ain't nothing really to divulge into. So be on the lookout for the next podcast, which will be the title Big Memphis. It's the story about the Memphis Grizzlies and how much they mean to the community, how much they mean to the city of Memphis. One of my favorite places in the whole United States outside of New Orleans and Houston. So I want to do this. I will probably do one about the Pelicans soon, but I need to get that big Memphis one out. I feel it. I feel it. Just listening to your guy the other day inspired me to do so. So with that being said, guys, I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. 
I'll see y'all on the other side. Thank you.